From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two in our series, Dream Again. This week, we're talking about how the two of you can bridge the emotional gap to reconnect. And this quote that I want to share with you has been, you know, it's an anonymous quote, but it's so significant in terms of what we're talking about today. And it says, it's a shame when things that are on your mind or in your heart never reach your lips. And that really is what the emotional gap is. And mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking about as, as we empower you and equip you to dream again in this particular area. But first, we start each show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone who, who has seen transformation and breakthrough in their, in their marriage. And this hug comes from an email message that we received that says, your coaching and podcast have saved our marriage. My husband and I first met you at a marriage conference through C3 Church in San Diego. This was the last resource for us to fix whatever was left of our marriage. Wow. After being on the brink of divorce three times, we both have had so many breakthroughs, not only from going to church, but by constantly listening to your podcast and doing coaching sessions with you. December 27th will be our third year anniversary. And I can sincerely say I wouldn't be able to celebrate this if it wasn't for what you guys do. Mm. Thank you. You both are an inspiration of what an amazing marriage looks like. We are currently on our fourth day of the seven day sex challenge. And I already cannot wait to do more sex challenges. We cannot thank you enough for what you do in the one family and what you still do as our marriage coach. The example the two of you create for other couples is extraordinary. We recently joined the position of the month club and cannot wait to get started. Love you guys. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. We love seeing couples that just take action, you know, and I hope that you picked up on that. Uh, Just in that hug, there was a lot of action steps that they took. Mm -hmm. They weren't waiting for things to fix themselves. They actually took action to create the change in their marriage. And, you know, so much of that really does tie into what we're talking about in this dream again series. And last week we, we talked about the power of dreaming right? Why it's important for you and for your marriage. And, and there are many areas in which couples may find themselves needing or wanting to dream again. Mm -hmm. And throughout this series, we're going to be highlighting some of them and really equipping you around those. And, and one of those, and and it's the one that really kind of, I guess you could say bubbles to the surface the most when we, when we get emails in or when, when people respond to questions and that's around this emotional gap that couples find themselves facing. So it could be around your communication, around the ability to share your feelings, around the ability to be vulnerable. All of that kind of falls under that emotional umbrella. Okay. And, you know, we asked a question recently on Instagram stories and that's where we do ask all of our questions. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you can go over there and find us at one extraordinary marriage. But 98% of the one family has wished at some point in time that their emotional connection was stronger with their spouse. Pretty darn near close to 100%. And I would say Elise and I are in that 98 percentile as well. Oh, heck we, yeah. We would be right there with you guys saying, hey, we wish even our emotional connection could be stronger at points and times in our own marriage. Even today, even when this is what we do full time, there are still times when our emotional connection is not great. Yep. Times when it's not even good. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, it's interesting because 
preparing for this show, I started to think, okay, where do we learn our communication skills? Where do we learn all of these different things? And, and it, you know, we've got kids in school. And so I think about them having to, to work in groups. I think about them having to present mm-hmm. and, and TV and movies, they make it look so easy. You know, you just kind of, you just kind of sit there at the end of the dock and you, you look up at the stars or you're sitting side by side in the car and you're just staring at each other's eyes. And, and you know, whether you're practicing for the presentation in school or you're watching that movie show, it's so easy, right? They're like the, you just practice and it'll be good. But, but then we have those times in our marriages when that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? When those words sit just on the inside of your lips, but they don't quite come out. Or when they do come out there, they have a little bit of an attitude wrapped around them because you've been hurt or you've, you've experienced some kind of pain and you're like, oh, I'm going to hurt you back. And, and tone has a big impact on those words that we say. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There is a reason why very, very early on when we started doing this show, we did a show called tone and timing. That's right. Because we've been the victim of those both being not so great in our marriage. Right. Or I guess victim is not a word I want to use. We've been the recipient of when those have been less than stellar. And, and then we like, we go out on these dates, right? We're like doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing. We go out on dates and we sit down in a restaurant and you look around and it seems like everybody else can handle having a conversation, but the two of you, because you're just staring at your phones or maybe you say something to your spouse, like, you know, I just, I wish that we could talk. And then they come back with the question that you probably all just heard in your head that says, well, what do you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. And you don't have an answer for them. And that pretty much ends the conversation. The conversation. Yeah. Or it gets you frustrated because they don't know what to say. And then you guys go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is neither you say anything and just sit there and fume. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you have all of those thoughts and feelings inside of you because it hasn't been safe to share them in your marriage. And so they just keep getting like bottled up mm. and they come out in some not so positive ways, mm-hmm. right? They might come out as anger. They might come out in you withdrawing from your spouse. There are all of these different things that will, will create an emotional gap mm-hmm. in your marriage. This gap that, that sometimes it can feel like, you know, it's like a crack in the sidewalk and other times it feels like you're staring at the grand Canyon. We've, we've been there right? The conversations that you have here, I wish, I wish you all could have seen just, just for perspective's sake, what our lives look like when our son Andrew died. Hmm. What the, like the d- communication was so, uh, I would say dysfunctional, but I think you actually have to have communication for it to be dysfunctional. And we just weren't like, I couldn't have conversations with, I couldn't relate to Tony. I mean, it was like, I look back on that time gosh, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't recognize, I, I can see us in that place, but I don't recognize us because the, the gap was so, it was like a Grand Canyon season in our marriage. Oh, de- most definitely. Right. And, and we've had other times where, where there have been hurts, where there have been disappointments and it's just like, I'm not talking to you. That That's kind of my default. Um, you know, you all know that Tony will keep talking. I am very much of the, if I'm dealing with stuff, I'm not, I'm just not going to bring it up. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with your reaction. I don't want to, I I just don't even want to go there. And yet that gap that I'm not doing anything to fix doesn't help our marriage. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I would say for for myself over the years, a lot of it would be turning like going elsewhere to get that emotional connection. And I remember a time in our marriage where Elisa, like she was saying, she would stuff it or not say it because why bring up a reaction that would cause me to go elsewhere. And this is when I was deep into pornography. And I think about that time period of my life when we, we didn't have that connection to, Oh, okay, well I'll find some form of emotional connection somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that I will say is the piece that I look at back at now and realize like, oh my gosh, we have to close this emotional gap. We got to make sure that we're staying connected because it's so easy to go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it may not be a sexual affair, but gosh darn it, it it is an emotional affair Mm -hmm. and it draws your spouse away from you. And I, and I remember that personally. And I just want you all to like, just stop for a second, for a second. I want you to think about what it was like when you were first dating, right? How did the two of you get to know each other? Mm-hmm. How did you express yourself? How did you let him or her know what was going on? How did you express the desire that you want to spend the rest of your life together? I think that's the big thing. Like in taking some moments here, and I'm going to read over these again, because I really want folks to, to get a moment to, if you're, you're driving, please don't take your hands off the wheel. It, and keep but, your eyes open. Right. But you know what? Write these down and, and really think about what it was like. Because we want you to dream again. We want you to get to that place where you had these emotions for your spouse. And, and some of you may just be going, oh, well, it, it was quick. It was this. It was that. No, no, no. There was still some form of an emotional connection that happened between the two of you. And I don't care if you were already having sex or not. I don't, I don't care if it was just like, hey, we knew each other since we were five years old. You, you know, or we, or we met just passing each other at a bar. There, there's still a connection. And I believe if we want to close that emotional gap, mm-hmm. we need to dream again about what it was like back then. So think about when you're first dating, how did the two of you get to know one another? Just go from there. How did you express yourself to, at that point, the person that is now your spouse? Mm -hmm. How did you express yourself to them? How did you let him or her know what was going on? You know, what did you do? It's not just the words, but where were you? I think some of that is, where were you? What did you do? What, 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 what activities or, or drives or places were you that allowed this to happen and foster? And then lastly, how did you express the desires to spend the rest of your life together? And I'm just going to go out on a limb here, especially on that last one. Chances are really good that you had to use words. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I know we're in a digital age and all that kind of stuff, but I really do feel that for most of us, there were words involved in the, will you marry me? Yes. And I want to even say this because we know plenty of couples in the one family who've met online Mm -hmm. plenty and, and their love stories are absolutely amazing. Even for those of you who met online and were typing back and forth, there's still an emotional connection that was happening when 
they were somewhere else and you were here. Elise and I spent a year apart from each other. And this is back in the day when you had to have the .edu. And we actually had some form of chat that only went through the .edu system. And we would sit in our, our respective computer labs back in the day. And this is in 1995, 94, 95. We would sit in our computer labs up until like 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, just typing back and forth to each other. So how did we express ourselves then? Like, so if you met online or other ways, you still had to do it somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I think back to all those chats and we were long distance. Those of you that don't know, I mean, this was 1995, 94, 95 when we first met. So we were long distance with long distance phone bills that happen when you talk to somebody for two or three hours, every, you know, multiple times a week. Um, crazy long conversations, but there was a lot of expression of emotion, a lot of emotional connection, mm -hmm. right? A and then... Somewhere along the way, after we got married and had moved in together and we're doing this thing called life and we didn't, you know, we had all of these obligations, we had to pay the bills, um, you know, we were seeing each other every day, that type of thing. We got to this place where the conversations really just kind of moved into the surface, right? Or, or because of disappointments, because of things that weren't dealt with, we're now having these words that are laced with anger and bitterness and resentment. And so mm -hmm. there's just this like chasm. And yet I knew, and I think I can speak for you as well. Like we had amazing conversation. Like I remember. Oh gosh. Yeah. I remember the epic phone calls. Like I, to this day, don't know how we spent so much time day after day. It, it, it actually baffles me, but just talking because we were long distance and we had nothing else, no other way to connect. Mm hmm. And yet we found ourselves in love letters. We sent a lot oh of, my gosh, we, we sent a lot them. of, we sent a lot of love letters to one another mm -hmm. back then. Snail mail is a lost art form mm -hmm. when you're romancing one another. But fast forward, you know, we're into our marriage five, six, seven years. And the, the disconnect between that couple that could spend hours talking and the couple that was doing life together, I'm not even sure they were on the same planet. Right. And I think we did though, in those first five years, we had moments of brilliance, I will say. We had moments of connection, emotionally connecting. It was the day-to-day, -day, in and out, that I, I feel like we were disconnected most of the time. And yet there were those times when we would, we started, remember, we started in our second year of marriage, we started hiking mm -hmm. and we started backpacking. And I would say those, that was one of those times and those moments of brilliance for us because we were away from everything else and it was just you and I, and we were trying to figure out stuff together while we were hiking over all these different terrains and, and, and doing like Creek crossings and going up mountains and all that. And so I do know we had it. It's just that we didn't know how to take that, those moments of brilliance mm -hmm. and bring it back into our everyday life and I, that's those are the skills that we have learned over the years i just realized mm. like that was the early walk and talk dude it it truly was the early walk and talk but but again it <laughs> but was even that okay go ahead what, what i'm going to say is that but even then we didn't know how to take it from the outdoors and back to our own home Oh, I was actually going to say um i was thinking about the fact that there were many many miles that i walked by myself because you didn't figure out how to walk behind me until. Well, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's well, those, that it. wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a walk and talk because I was walking ahead of you. You were walking behind me. That is also very true. But, but all that to say is that the communication skills can be learned. I mean, if, if you look at Tony and I, here's a couple that had 
like really amazing emotional connection, great communication before we got married. Like we knew, we knew, we knew, we knew that we were to be together. And then we get married and probably- And then we're like, we knew, we knew, we knew what the heck. We didn't know nothing. We didn't know anything, right? And the communication was crap and, and all this kind of stuff. And here we are 23 years later with, you know, communication that's still, I mean, we're human. There are still days when it's not great. It happens. But the reality is, is that our communication corrects itself and we know the strategies and we know that these, these skills, like you can dream that communication from the beginning. You can dream it back into your present. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be this like, oh, remember when Mm -mm. it it can move into this place of we're going to go get it again. Right. Right. There's a big difference. Remember when versus go get it again are two totally different mindsets. And we want to talk through those strategies after we share this week's sponsor. And that is the one marriage conference. And Christmas is right around the corner. You guys, it is coming and you might be thinking about what to get your love. And you know how much the one extraordinary marriage show has impacted your marriage, but imagine what a full day with the one family would be like for you and your love. The One Marriage Conference is a full day with us pouring into your marriage, a day of strategies, tips, and practical application, all wrapped up with fun and laughter. Give your love an extra special gift this year, something that lets them know just how much you care about your marriage. Join us in February 2020 in San Diego or March 2020 in Henderson, North Carolina. The 2020 theme is Dream Again, and we have some very fun things planned at each of these conferences. So get that extra special Christmas present. Get your tickets right now at oneliveevents.com. Give an extra special gift to to the love of your life when you go to oneliveevents.com and get your tickets now. So as we're talking about these conversations, I actually want you just to stop for a second and think about what you want your conversations to look like. Not, not the complaining part that we all do, whether it's in our head or we actually speak it out loud, because as humans, we're really good at complaining. Oh, well, if only you would, or I can't believe that you said that to me, or oh, you always, you know, never, and all this, type, like, you can either have a running dialogue in your head or you can have those words come out of your mouth. The complaining doesn't change things. It only adds to your frustration. But what do you want? What do you want the communication, the conversations, the emotional connection between the two of you? What do you want that to look like? Because if you don't know, it's going to be really, really hard to create it in your marriage. All right. So here's, here's a question I would say to that. What if someone goes, hey, I want I want us to be able to, you know, have a conversation twice a week, half an hour, sit down, talk about it. And yet the other spouse is like, wow, that just doesn't work for me. Well, my first question would be, where are you starting from? Okay. Because if, if you haven't been doing any of that, that's like going from zero to 60 overnight. Okay. It, it could be as simple and, you know, it's going to look different for every couple because the first thing that I would say is, well, what is, what can you identify about your best conversations, right? The ones where you, like what you said about us in the early years, when, when you have those moments of brilliance in your conversations, identify, like, think about those, pull them apart. Maybe do a little analysis of your own self and your own styles. Instead of looking at everybody else on Instagram and, and assuming what you know about them, spend a little time thinking about you. Okay. So here's an example as Elisa was bringing that up to me. So 
it may be like right now because you're like, oh, the, the best way for us to do this is to sit down twice a week for 30 minutes. And yet as you look back and you look at your courtship and you look at those years where you're, you're having this great conversation, then what was it you driving? Were, were you driving down the highway? Mm-hmm. Were, were you driving just to go to a movie? What was that like? And, and, and pull that apart to see where that was really working for you guys. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's part of it. I think we try to we, we, we try to go, oh, well, this is what everybody else is doing, so that's what we need to do. And yet, for you guys, it might be, hey, you know what? We need to get up on our, on our motorcycles and just go for a drive. Like, I love it sometimes seeing these couples, you know, especially around here, we'll, we'll be driving around and we'll be at a rest stop or pulled off, you know, a, a scenic point or everything or something. And you'll see a couple that, you know, they're just, they're on their motorcycle and they're just rolling down the highway, but they have their, their headsets on. They can talk to each other. That might be for you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is, but think outside the box a little bit and try to dig deep of where those, those, those conversations have happened. Well, and, and what's made them work, right? What makes the two of you, what makes you feel safe? What can you create in the, in the dynamic to make your spouse feel safe, right? A lot of times what's happened is that. And when Elisa says safe, I, I, I do want to make sure that we understand this is that it's a place where each of you can say what you need to be able to say mm-hmm. without being fearful of being reprimanded, um, being shot down. That's a, that's a place that is sometimes like it's elusive. And how do we get to that place? Because, you know, when, when we get to that area and if we say something, we're going to be shot down, the likelihood we're going to come to that again, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so you got to understand if you're listening to this and, and you're the spouse who keeps cutting off your, cutting off your spouse, you may be wondering why they don't want to talk to you anymore. And the emotional gap keeps widening. You may need to check yourself. It's like, what can I do? Like, what am I doing? Am I am I listening just to respond and 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 take them down, or I'm or I'm listening to really understand what's going on in their life? And believe me, this is an area that I've had to work on and still continuously am working on. Absolutely. And this is this is if I can be real clear here, when we talk about emotional intimacy and, and bridging this emotional gap, you never completely arrive. No, you should never be like, we've got this nailed and like we're perfect because the minute you do something's going to happen. That's just the way it goes. It's kind of like you may be really, really close and you may be on a high and be, be killing it. And yet you can always, there's always a place where, Hey, pride comes before the fall. Yes. And so you just need to understand that and, and be like, all right, Hey, I'm not saying you're not going to fall down, but if you can keep yourself at that at that place, my goodness, it, it many things would disappear. Absolutely, keep going after excellence when it comes to your communication. But the other part of this, like you have to identify where the two of you have won, right? Where you've had those moments of brilliant brilliance, where you've been able to make it work, and you actually have to look at where your roadblocks have been. Yeah, that's a good one because you have to know what's tripped the two of you up. What have been those obstacles? What are those conversations that you tend to avoid? Stop walking into that place without any type of analysis around it. Like if you never talk about finances, because every time finances comes up, then then we need to analyze what's going on around the finances. What's the roadblock there? What's the trip? What's the what's the uh, the yuck feeling? 
which I know sounds so scientific, but what's, what is that that holds you back mm-hmm. from going there? What are the emotions wrapped around that? Why have it, why is this not a topic that you can bring up? And that's just finances. It could be parenting. It could be parents. It could be, you know, stuff with the kids. It could be jobs. It could, it could be your sex life, whatever it is. There, there, every couple probably has at least one topic that blocks or they tend to avoid. And you've got to know as, as couples, we have to know what works and what doesn't in order to make changes. We can't just look at all the things that we do right. And we're like, well, I just need to do more of the right stuff. Because if you don't ever actually look at the stuff that isn't working, then you're like, okay, but how do I apply what I know how to do right to the stuff that's not working? And if you only look at the stuff that's not working and you never say, oh yeah, but we can do this well. Like we used to have great communication, so I know we're capable of it. And for some of you, that may be the biggest breakthrough in today's show. You may just need to remember that at one point in time, you did have a great emotional connection and that it's possible in your marriage. And and that could be the breakthrough to go, wait a minute, we can do this. And for some of you, it may be like we've, we've been in this rut for so long that we don't know how to correct it ourselves. Mm. And so your breakthrough may be, you know what? We actually need to get help because we can't do this by ourselves. And if that's you, I'm just going to put it out there that it might be time for you to get help. And if you want to coach with me, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. When you heard from that hug at the top of the show, breakthrough is possible. And I will just a little insight that couple struggled with their communication. Like probably no surprise. Most of the couples that I work with, there is some kind of emotional gap going on in their marriage. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's when you realize that you need help. And so as you start to dream again about what your communication can be, about what it looks like to bridge this emotional gap, this week, start analyzing your conversations. Don't just fall into the same routine. Don't just fall into the same rut, but go, like, look at every interaction and go, what can I learn from this? How, what are we doing well? And let me tell you something. If, you're, if the two of you are doing something well, shout it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes applaud your spouse. Say, gosh, I appreciate it when you just ask me how my day's going or when you don't cut me off or when you don't interrupt me or whatever it is. He or she needs to know that this week. This week, what are you going what are you going to do to bridge the emotional gap? What can you do to make a difference in your communication? Don't think that it only like you only have to wait for the other person because you don't. You can actually start like that example that Tony mm-hmm. gave me. If I think that, you know, you're sitting here and listening, you're like, well, I, this is what I dream of. I want two 30 minute conversations with no phones. Okay. What if, what if we did five minutes with no phones? I'm telling you in today's technology addicted society, five minutes may actually feel like a really, really long time. But it's a huge win in the right direction. And so you start somewhere where you both can have those wins. And so as, as we look into jumping into a new year and you guys are dreaming again, we really want you to look at this week, where is that emotional gap and where those moments of brilliance have been with your emotional intimacy. And let's start diving into that and let's bring that out because truly if you guys can begin to communicate and you guys can be able, and I'm again, I'm not saying we're perfect over here. We, we have our moments and yet 95% of the time we're on path together. You get to that place. Believe me the next year, this next year, you're going to be able to dream again. Like you've never been able to, to be, 
and, and you are going to have breakthrough in your marriage like you never thought was possible, but it takes some work. And that's where you guys have to take on that, that, that load and go, what can I do? What am I willing to do? What am I willing to change in myself? How am I willing to address my spouse? It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It doesn't come overnight. Believe me, Elisa and I have been working on this for 10 years now. And we know though, that with you doing that and you coming here and listening and taking what we're giving you, you guys can have the extraordinary marriage much quicker than we ever did much quicker. So we're believing for that for you guys dream again in your emotional intimacy. Make sure you go after it because what's ahead is going to be more brilliant than what you've had. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.